Jason Ball, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we explore all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends, one episode at a time. We are up to episode number three. I am joined by my friends, Jackie and Vanessa. Introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Jackie Rodriguez, and I'm the ultimate Friends fan. I love Friends. It's an understatement. Think about it every day. <laughs> I am Monica. <laughs> And I'm Vanessa Martinez, and I know nothing about Friends, and my friends here are going to tell me everything there is to know, because I just started watching it during quarantine. All right, so let's do it. This is episode number three, The One with the Thumb. It premiered on October 6th, 1994, to 19 and a half million viewers. Jackie, hit us with the uh, plot overview. Yes, quick recap. Joey is reading lines with Chandler with a cigarette and Chandler smokes it and teaches him how to really smoke it. And then he starts smoking. Monica dates Alan and the crew all like him a little bit too much. And Monica doesn't like him as much as they do. <laughs> and then Phoebe keeps getting money from her bank, from the thumb, and she finds a thumb in her soda. <laughs> so this is really the kind of the first phoebe uh, big storyline and chandler right so they really these are the this is the first episode where we learn a whole lot more about chandler and uh and phoebe knowing that chandler was a former smoker who still struggles yes yeah this i think this episode you start seeing more of the other characters joey phoebe chandler they start developing them they're not just comic relief anymore you start getting a backstory to who they are yeah, I mean, on a little side note, you do hear a little bit about Ross's life when he was a kid. You learn about the death of his dog, um, and the fact know. that he believed the story that the they took the dog away to live in the on the farm. Yeah, <laughs> and he's still so heartbroken about it. <laughs> it's the first time they um, they mentioned Chi-Chi, so you'll hear about him later in later episodes as well. So Ross is a very naive character, particularly in this first season, as we you know learn in the uh, in an upcoming episode too. So he has a little naivete to him, which is sweet and endearing, since he is my fashion role model in the '90s. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, we also do hear a little bit about Monica and um, you know her breakup with Alan and how it really affects all of the friends, but Alan could care less about the breakup because he didn't like them. (laughs) (laughs) So my question about Monica is, does she not like Alan because her friends like Alan or is it because usually her friends don't like the guy she's dating. So is it a defense mechanism for her? Maybe, maybe. I think also she just, she says it with her colleague who's played by Jennifer Lewis in this episode. Um, she says, I just don't feel the thing. And they go, you should always feel the thing. You, you should know? always feel the thing. Jennifer Lewis, who <laughs> plays the grandmother on Blackish now. So she's got, you know, got a great career going. And her, you know, uh, Jennifer, uh, her memoir is called The, the Godmother of Hollywood. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> have you read that? I have not, but she's a total character. I've seen her at a couple of events, and uh, she's a great character. She's friends with um, Charlie Ralph, actor, other actress mm-hmm. who's a friend of the KTLA, too. So, yeah. interesting. But, but here's my question If you guys found an extra $500 or got an extra $7,000, would you guys return it? What would you guys do with it? <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so Phoebe gets five hundred dollar bank error in her favor. It's uh-huh. like a monopoly. It's like a monopoly card. Bank error in your favor. I don't know if I would keep it or not. 
I would be nervous that I would get caught at some point and then I would be overdraft. Ooh, that's I would save, save it for that point. And then like always just have it there just in case, you know, and then, but, but then if you spend it, it'd be like shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so Phoebe, though, it, it is great insight into who Phoebe is because you don't up to this point, you don't really, I mean, she's kind of this hippy-dippy chick, but you don't know that she is a rule follower. Yeah. I think this shows that, you know, she's definitely, this is not hers. This is, does not belong to her. She will not take it. So it's, I think that's really interesting and endearing part of her character too, right? Yeah, totally. I think you you finally see she's kind of like the hippy-dippy one who isn't all for herself. She really cares about others and she just doesn't want to do, like you said, the right thing, the rule follower. And then she's friends with the homeless lady on her corner too. Yes, Lizzie. I mean, she knows Lizzie. Uh, and what is what does Lizzie call her? Crazy girl or crazy lady? Yeah, crazy girl, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She knows everyone. Phoebe just has a good heart. Right. She yeah. totally does. No little side note. Lizzie is played by Beth Grant, who's a great comic, um, uh, uh, you know, character actor. I looked her up on IMDb. She has two hundred and thirty-one acting credits. Wow. So wow. she's been around for a long time and, you know, played in every, she was in Speed. I didn't realize that, but she's played a small part in Speed. The thing I really remember her from is Sorted Lives with um, with Leslie Jordan. So she's a total character in Hollywood. So it's it's fun to you know, stumble upon these things and go, oh, you've had a great career since uh, in the last 20 something years. Has she had main roles or just kind of like? Mostly supporting. Okay. Uh, She's a total oh. character. Southern, you know, she has that Southern accent, so she's from Alabama and just a, a char- great character actress. Yeah. Yeah, and I like how she, it it only happens to Phoebe, like the money, the the $500, and she gets another $500, then she finds a thumb, and it's another $7,000. It's like, that can only happen to Phoebe, because if it were Monica and Rachel, <laughs> they would totally spend it. So I like how they point that out with her, and they use that to point out that she is like a selfless hippie loving character yeah very different than mainstream you know the typical person you know the typical you know so I yeah. Think yeah she's such a sweetheart yeah yeah and speaking you know we saw a little bit about phoebe and her life but then we also saw about more about chandler like you said he was a smoker but we also were taken to his work yeah and his small little cubicle where he spends eight hours of his day probably a day you know Trying to sneak in a cigarette. <laughs> and did you notice the cubicle? It's filled with such childlike stuff. Like there's that ball that has a spike that moves around, you know, when it when it's on. It's like that baby. <laughs> I forget what it's called. And then there's like um there's things on the cubicle that are just very childlike and a baseball bat up there, you know. It kind of showcases that he's that's his humor, that he has like that kind of humor and that's his character. Yeah, speaking of that kind of humor, like I also noticed, you know, the football phone that Phoebe also gets from. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it reminded me, made me think, like, did I ever have one of those when I was younger? No, but I had a Sabrina the Teenage Witch phone, which I thought was super cool. (laughs) Now no one even has a home phone. No, no one. Back to the Chandler episode in his office. I thought that was a really interesting device because it's it's a pantomime. It's um, you know, there's no dialogue. There's just him, you know, doing this, you know, smoking and trying to sneak a smoke, and it's kind of you know, pantomime 
acting. So it's it's interesting. Like it's it's almost a throwback to like old vaudeville where they would do a show and then they would have a break and do a little side skit and then continue on with the story. Yeah, especially with the music, it's like bum, 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 bum. you know, it's clicky and clunky, like like old like you said, old vaudeville, when you pointed that out, I was like, oh, that's true. I've never thought of it that way. Is it like with the music and the way that he was doing his smoking and stuff and making it funny because he puts the air freshener in his mouth on the last one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the joke. That's the, you know, the gag that he, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I think it's very cute. And I think this, the writers and, and the producers are really smart to use all these like devices over the year, but it, the, over the years and then really make them fresh and, and new for the 90s mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and i mean um going to the title of the episode we saw the thumb part with you know phoebe but we also see at the beginning of, of the episode <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> thumb to index finger <laughs> so the sex conversation comes back you know we have another sex conversation about the length of a you know <laughs> of a man's male part but <laughs> ever saying it but you know talking about and it again it's that kind of innocent sex talk that between men and women back in the in the 90s too i think that's really interesting and funny yeah they carry that through the series all the conversations so what does it tell us about how much the friends all fall in love with alan and they're just obsessed with him. And then Monica doesn't like it because of that. And then when he, when they break up, his oh, yeah. reaction to them. I thought that was really, what do you think of that? I thought that was clever. I think it also shows like once again, how invested all these friends are into Monica's relationship. We already saw her date Paul, the wine guy. Now she's dating Alan and it goes to show that Courtney Cox was kind of the main star in the beginning. Everybody's invested. But then also, you know, could it also be that the friends were so invested because Alan walks in kind of like a confident guy, well-dressed, seems like he has his life together and the friends don't feel that way in a certain way. So they kind of live that life through the, through them. Oh, that's a good point, Vanessa. I never thought of it that way. I think you're 100% you. right. They see him as the, uh, the adult mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they're the, it's almost paternal when yeah. he, he talks Chandler into quitting smoking. Yes, with a phone call. With one phone call, he talks. (laughs) That was good. But I really love how at the end when Monica breaks the news to everyone that she's breaking up with him, they take it so personal. Like, it's like they're, like, she's breaking up with them individually. (laughs) Yeah. Each one of them have, like, a little anecdote about, I was going to invite him to the holidays. I was going to have him meet my parents. Like, each one of them have a little anecdote about, like, what one person would, thoughts one person would go through in their head when they're breaking up with somebody (laughs) all in a relationship i mean that does show the closeness of the group too i think that Mm -hmm. was one of the devices too to show how really close they all are and and invested in each other's lives and and relationships too right yeah totally yeah um another thing i noticed too in the episode is another tv show that was playing was lamb chops play along lamb chop (laughs) as a kid i remember my sister used to watch that show but i could never get into it I, I remember that show too. But <laughs> yeah. I, I think it is, you know, my theory that they pay homage to um, to um, um, other TV shows. Interestingly, they open the show. This is the first time we see Chandler and Joey's apartment, but they open the show with a, a tight shot of a poster of Laurel and Hardy. 
the old, uh, you know, comedic team back in the, you mm. know, I don't even know when they're in the forties, I guess. Yeah. 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 The, the, the image with it, that he has like a rag on his head, tied on his head. Yeah. 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 Well, his, their apartment too is also filled with a whole bunch of old movies or I'd say it's like old mm. posters. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's the first time we see their apartment too. And it's very much a bachelor's apartment. Yeah. Okay. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk uh, favorite lines and what's coming up in the rest of the season. All right. We are back. The, one of the things that, struck me about the episode is watching someone smoke indoors because now you know no one smokes indoors i can't even imagine the thought of anyone smoking in inside so even you know when i first started in the business back in 1991 they had just had a ban smoking in the office but people still did it so yeah that was definitely interesting it shows shows the times <laughs> one thing also when the, he's smoking indoors you see him kind of hide channel hiding it in central park um everybody's bugging him about it it's like you were doing so good and you know everybody was kind of cheering him on but then he completely turns it around and then he points out every el- everybody else's flaws <laughs> and this is the time when we actually first time we see them kind of arguing phoebe with her hair chewing and the bras you know over pronunciating you know, words. And it's, it's funny because it's like, everybody has these flaws and he completely points them out in a most comedic way. I love how upset Joey is that his nut uh, crack nut, and knuckle cracking bothers everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then like they all of them say something about each other. And then Rachel's the last one. Cause then they tell her like, Oh, if somebody would get their order right. And then like, Oh, the hair comes out and the gloves come off. Oh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good just to kind of show like they're not always just like happy. Everybody has something that annoys about each other. So at least like we see that realness between them. Yeah, that is yeah. Right. And I think that right. also, yeah, goes to show that, you know, friends or real friends for, you know, friends forever, you can definitely nitpick and you can, you know, criticize in a way, but it all goes back to, you know, your friendship and how you guys have grown through all that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and if some friends might not take it lightly that you criticize them, but this goes to show, you know, real friends are there through thick and thin through all problems and whatever you might think of them. And I think Chandler's the perfect one who was able to criticize them because he does it in a comedic way. And then notice afterwards he's like smoking the cigarette and then he after he criticized them they start all yelling he kind of like gets up and kind of just like smokes the cigarette and does this little like swag kind of <laughs> head yeah. nod like oh yeah because he's scared to deflect from himself how many yeah. times have you done that <laughs> of course <laughs> we've all done that yes <laughs> the conversation totally totally <laughs> I think it was very sweet though when uh, Rachel brings out all their drinks at early in the episode and, and she's so proud that she got the order right and then she leaves and they all switch it around because <laughs> she's really wrong. She's just a bad waitress. Poor Rachel. Yeah. Yeah, she is a bad waitress and that and that gag goes on for a while until she quits. And so it just kind of shows that she just it doesn't know how to do a job yet. You know, until well, she finds something that she's passionate about. 
Yeah, well, in previous episodes, we saw that she didn't. Even, she's never even made a cup of coffee. Coffee in her life, and she serves everyone in the apartment. She's like, "Look, guys, I made coffee," and everyone gets excited and they take a sip of it. And as soon as she turns around, they like toss it aside because it's just so bad. Yeah, they put it in the plant in the first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's sweet, though. All right, favorite lines. Um, I like for Phoebe, because this is very Phoebe-centric episode with the money and the thumb. I like um, the, let's say I bought a really great pair of shoes. Do you know I would hear every step I took? Not mine, not mine. Even when I was happy and skipping, I would hear, not not mine, not not mine. <laughs> I just like how she, that shows kind of how she processes things. That's kind of what's going on in her head and her thoughts. It's like, not not mine. And I'm like, okay, we get it. <laughs> one of my line. my favorite line also comes from a conversation phoebe and rachel had was where uh phoebe's talking about keeping the money she's like it's not mine she's like if i keep it it would be stealing and rachel says if you spent it it would be like shopping because <laughs> that's where rachel's head is at rachel rachel's head that's again all these little lines that kind of show who they are rachel's head is thinking i like shopping i like clothes and of course she gets into fashion later on so it kind of portrays who she is Mm -hmm. I love that line too. That was my favorite line, you know, because it shows so much about both Phoebe and, and Rachel. So they're, they're opposites, mm -hmm. <laughs> but they're still you can still that, you can still be friends with someone you have you know you're very different than too. So that's that's one of the great things about it, too, right? Yeah, this is attract, and they know it too. It's kind of shown throughout the series and other episodes. Like they can't support hunting and and they can't eat meat like they they know it too that's discussed throughout the series all right any final thoughts i like this episode i liked how it just again like like we said earlier it showcases the other characters we start getting kind of invested in you know chandler quitting smoking and phoebe and um we first time we see joey like, rehearsing lines as an actor so i like how it kind of showcases everybody else yes. two thumbs up <laughs> oh, don't find it in your soda. <laughs> oh. oh, that's so gross. So creepy. And why did they pick a thumb to be in the soda? Is it because of the thumb finger conversation from earlier? Is it a reference to that? I don't know oh. why it was a thumb that was in the in the soda. Yeah, yeah, I went through the same thing. Yeah, that's so gross. Maybe like a piece of paper, but a thumb is just disgusting. Uh, yeah, out of the ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, coming up on the next episode of Friends with Friends, a classic sitcom device is used to show development in the characters and who the pizza delivery guy is and what else he's been in. What do you think about that? That's a good conversation coming up. And if you like this episode, please subscribe, give us five stars, and leave nice comments. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.